You're listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, Natalia Munoz of Valle con Munoz and the Springfield Republicans, Greg Salman. Welcome to you both. Thank you very much. Big news this week out of Connecticut. Governor Dana Malloy announced that he's not running in 2018. Here's some of what he had to say. So serving as Connecticut's 88th governor uh, is the honor of a lifetime, second only to being a father uh, and a husband. And, uh, and it will continue to be an honor to work as hard as I can. Uh, I will give you one guarantee. No governor is ever going to outwork me. The governor actually got so emotional at the end that his wife finished for him. Natalia Malloy had one of the lowest approval ratings for governors in the country in recent months. Do you think he's calling it quits because he knows he'd lose? I don't know, but I have to agree with him that he's one of the or that he has been the hardest working governor of Connecticut because he has faced hardships that are unimaginable unimaginable to most other people, such as the the Newtown massacre in which 28 babies, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds were killed and six adults. I don't know what's going to happen, but the because Connecticut is like Massachusetts in that it can go either with a Republican governor or a Democratic governor, but right now there are 33 governors in the United States who are Republican. And at the same time, the Democratic Party is working very hard to start redistricting to make sure that in 2020 their chances are greater for federal elected office holders. Uh, more locally, Malloy, who is still in office, faces a tough legislative fight ahead to get his current budget approved. Greg, do you think his announcement gets him any political traction or does it sap whatever political capital he has left? Well, he has a, a long period now. as essentially a lame duck governor. Um, I've, I've read some people say, though, that that may not hurt him because he doesn't have uh, his political history. doesn't come from the legislature. He was, he was mayor of uh, Stanford. So some people think he doesn't have those old ties and relationships that some governors would rely on for that, for that type of traction. So it may not hurt him at all. What do you think, Natalia? I think that he has been a strong governor during a very trying time. And even though his numbers are low now, they weren't always low. All right. Well, turning now to something that happened locally, Warren Coles, uh, Longmeadow Department of Public Works foreman, was killed in a March 14th collision with a train on Bernie Road in Longmeadow. Greg, you've done considerable reporting about this rail crossing where four other people have been killed in collisions with trains since 1975. What improvements are needed and what's the holdup? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, when you talk about holdup, I went through town select board minutes going back to 1981 and found that this has been discussed since since at least then in town, uh, town officials seeking upgrades to the crossing. So right now there are static signs. So there are stop signs on either side of the crossing and there are the the kind of X-shaped cross bucks that you would see. Um, but there aren't any lights to warn whether a train is coming, there are no gates to prevent vehicles from crossing. Well, how, how hard is it to put those up? Uh, it's actually very, very difficult because you need um, – the town can't just unilaterally decide to install safety upgrades. They have to work with the railroad to get the railroad to agree to do the work. When if, you say the railroad, are you talking about Amtrak? Amtrak, yeah. If, um, if the town and the railroad don't come to an agreement, they can appeal to the state. So you have – Is that happening? Uh, the last – 
I've heard from town officials are they are um, that they're waiting from some information out of the investigation into this crash uh-huh. and figuring out how to proceed. You know, Natalia, dangerous rail crossings exist in other parts of the region as well. What's your take on this difficulty in making them safer? You know, why hasn't government figured this out already? I think there's been a lack of will in figuring it out by the elected officials. There's like the federal government, the state government, the, the, the town government. That's right. That's correct. Involved in here. And you know, there are elections. People come and go. Things, things don't get followed up on. Somebody was voted out of office. Somebody new came in. So that's what you think is going on in all of these various places where there are dangerous I think it's criminal places. negligence on part of the town to not pursue this, to not put this at the top of its priority, no matter who won or lost an election. Right. And you make a great point if you when you go through the history of, of the town's own efforts, you see they hit various roadblocks along the way. And in the early 90s, they had a state review and the state decided no upgrades are necessary. And But then the state told the town, well, you can appeal that decision. And it becomes unclear from the records whether that was followed up on it. I did follow up with a, a woman who was a select board member at the time. And she said, you know, these issues, they, they stay on the radar for a while, but it's, it's difficult because of turnover in town government to, to stay on top of them. Okay, well, let's go back to Connecticut. The Hartford Yard Goats finally play in a new $70 million stadium. Opening was delayed by a year, but now there's a full-season minor league team within a half hour or so from Springfield. Here's Tom Gerstenlower, a minister at South Congregational Church in Springfield. He bought season tickets to the Yard Goats and went to the opener, even though it was on Holy Thursday. We're going to share communion. We're going to worship and get ready to coast into Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Easter Sunday. But in between, I'm going to come down here for a couple of games. <laughs> well, Natalia, among Hartford residents, there was a lot of debate about whether this was a good use of taxpayer money. But now it's here. Should the region support it? The region has no choice but to support it. But I don't know if the region knows that most of these $300 jobs, most of these jobs, they're 300 about, most of the jobs that are going to be created, about 300, will pay about $10 an hour. I'm always the Debbie Downer on, on the shortlist <laughs> with this information. It's $70 million was spent. Well, I, actually, I should be laughing. You're not the Debbie Downer. There's a lower-level minor team in Holyoke, the Valley Blue Sox, who play what amounts to a half season. Greg, you live in Holyoke. Are I you, do. Are you a Valley Blue Sox fan, and are folks in Holyoke worried about competition from the Yard Goats? You, you know, I think they're pretty different. Markets and, and different consumers. Um, I, I enjoy going to Valley uh, Blue Sox games. Um, I, I usually make it to, to one or so a season. Um, but to me, that would be a very different experience going down to Hartford uh, versus versus something close to home. Very different ballparks. Overall, different baseball experience. Okay. Well, let me let me let me just ask: Are you guys going to go to the Yard Goats game? <laughs> you going to go? Uh I've you know I've been to uh, Fisher Cats game up yep. in Manchester, New Hampshire. That's a great stadium. It's a good night out. I'll I'll certainly consider going down to Hartford. Why is that? Why is it always that millions of dollars are spent on creating sports complexes for guys? Why isn't this for yeah. a, a, a girls' and team? And that's going to be the last word. Natalia Munoz of Vallejo Munoz and the Springfield Republicans, Greg Salmon. Thanks to you both. Thank you. And thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning into The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. You can catch The Shortlist anytime by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or by going to nepr.net slash podcast. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is New England Public Radio. 